live from Atlanta, Georgia. It's the Zap Ballinger Show, where we help you find your direction through passion and purpose. My name is Zap Ballinger. I'm your host. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Two ways you can join the show. YouTube, we are streaming live. If you have any questions, pop them into the comment box. We'll make sure to get to them. Also, Zach at ZachBallinger.com. You can always email me before the show. We'll make sure to ask me and my guests those questions. Without further ado, Michael, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thanks for having me, Zach. So you've got a very unique, interesting career. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yes, I'm a painter in New York City, living in Manhattan on the east side. Um, I've been painting for about six to five years now um, and professionally for three years. How did you get into this? You know, like I, I meet a lot of people who have dreams of doing something artistic. How did it start for you? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I grew up being very creative. Um, I played a lot of sports and I always felt like there was, I was always just different from a lot of people. And I like math was never my thing. A lot of my friends just loved math and, and I hated it to be honest. So there are things like that. Um, and I kind of found my stride in high school when I took a painting class and I just loved it. I loved the creativity. There's no rules. I hated rules as a kid because I had so much energy. I loved to run around and no one could tell me what I, what to do or what not to paint. If you look at the painting behind me, it's kind of like different. There's not really any paintings that I think look like that. And I think that's, that's the fun part about it. You get to explore. Um, and through that process, I figured that this was kind of right for me. And I just kept on going and going until I kind of honed a specific style. And that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. Such a great yeah. story. Now, how did you know you were good enough to to do it you know like i i've dabbled in stuff that i know i'm just not good at, like basketball right. i knew knew i was a, how did you know you had the talent to, to do it that's a good question um and i think that uh i wasn't good enough that's the that's the most important part i think of the whole process was realizing that it doesn't matter if you're good enough it's just if you want to do it you can become good enough i mean it's not like basketball where you you're not i'm like 5'11 so it's i couldn't play nba you know, that there are limitations, but not in art. And I think realizing that once you let go of those those boundaries you put for yourself, um, there's nothing stopping you other than yourself, especially for creative uh, purposes. What do you love about painting? What are you passionate about? What kind of gets you going? Wow. Um, that's a hard question, uh, but I think a great question. Um, what gets me passionate about painting? I would say um, being able to finish something, to start something and finish something, to be able to take an idea in your head and then bring it to fruition. And there's a lot of things that feel very satisfying, but I haven't really felt anything more satisfying than finishing a big painting and thinking, okay, it's actually done. And I took this from ideation phase to actual completion phase. And like starting a business, it's, it's very parallel to that. Um, of course, starting a business will take a lot longer and there's a lot more steps. But for a painting, I see it like as a transactional thing with yourself. You just have to go through the process. And then once you're done, it's just such a great feeling. So, yeah, I'd say that. And do your clients come? Do you already make paintings where you sell or do you customize paintings for clients? So I do both. Um, I do commissions and I also make my own paintings and then sell them. So I would say my biggest kind of way that people see my art is through Instagram. It's uh, at animotus.art. Um, 
actually it's animodus art my website's animodus.art um but animodus was a word i made up when i was a little kid um just speaking to the creativity side but yeah that's how people find my work and um i love doing commissions because i say okay this is where i want it in my house this is the vibe i want and so then i ask a couple like probing questions and then i make a little sketch and then i do it from there now, as far as formal education, did you get your degree in a particular field or did you go to college or can you walk us through that? Yeah, I did go to college. Um, I majored in film, actually, and minored in theater. Um, I, so I would say I'm, I'm more of an artist than a painter, but painting is definitely my main focus right now and my main career. So I would say I took studio art classes in college as well, which were very helpful to get critiques and see what other people were doing and seeing what your teacher had to say, had to say about your art. But I think one thing I really learned too is that art's subjective and to grade art is kind of ridiculous, I think. So that was one thing I realized too, taking it in school was more of a personal journey than getting uh, validation. Now, one of my weaknesses is art and technology so i'll be up front with you so that's this is the premise behind this question is how long does it take you to do a painting i don't think we in the common field realize this yeah um great question again um i would say it can take me a month to do a painting a full month of just painstaking work it really depends if the creativity is flowing if things are meshing well together um I think my style's called abstract expressionism and it's all about balance. So when you add a different color that's different than the rest, you have to balance it out with either a deeper value across the canvas or there's infinite options. And that is really hard decision. Every, every stroke is a hard decision sometimes. And other times you can finish a painting in two days. Honestly, if you're just in flow state and that happens, it's so random. Um, but I also love that about it. But I would say usually it takes me around like three weeks to create a big painting. Wow. And I don't think yeah. most people would have ever guessed that, you know, and that's yeah. uh, you're using your brain as well as your, you know, your mechanical skills to actually paint. So I, I don't think people realize what goes into a, a hand painting when, when we talk. So that's why I wanted to make sure to emphasize that question. Um, what, you know, look back at your career, you know, when you were in second grade, first grade, third grade, if we had a time machine, we took you back and, and did you have a dream career that you always dreamed about doing? Yeah. When I was really young, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. And I always ask myself, like, why did I want to do that? Um, and I, I kind of realized I wasn't good enough or I my attention wasn't there. Whatever it was, I just stopped the dream in around seventh grade. And yeah, I think it was just wanting to be able to create um, in a way to just, you know, create that story for myself. And then I realized that evolved into wanting to become an artist. And I think being a, an athlete and an artist are not that different. So I like the parallel. And I think it's cool that you majored in um, the arts field and you're relatively in it. You can tell you have the art side of the brain. And so I think it's important to do that. Did you have any pushback from people? You know, um, let, let me give you an example. I interviewed a clown yesterday. And no, no joke. He does the clown yeah. full time. Um, he's an entertainer, but he messages it around uh, anti-bullying. Mm -hmm. 
messages. And so he goes around the country, performs. He's also a comedian and he's been in the arts. He acted before that. And he said even now he has pushback and he's considered an older gentleman. And he even has pushback from his parents. Like, what do you do when are you going to get a job? Did you have any outside influence that said, Michael, you know, it's good you paint, but you know, what are you going to do career wise? Yeah, completely. Um, I also want to mention, um, I am a tr I'm classically trained in acting as well. So I've taken uh, clown cat classes before <laughs> and it's actually an amazing skill to learn. Um, I moved to New York originally to become an actor and I'm still pursuing that dream, but painting has taken off a lot faster. So that's what I'm putting a lot of focus in, especially during the pandemic. Um, but I would say, yeah, I've got a lot of pushback. Um, no, no, like mean pushback, just, you know, real concern for me because people wanted to know if I was going to like be able to support myself or if I was going to be okay after college. And I was like, you just went up to college and now you're doing this that you don't need a degree for. And friends asking questions was a thing for sure. But I think a lot of friends have now turned and been like, oh, okay, you're actually doing this. I support it. And um, in the beginning, it's, it's a very unique kind of thing so that's that's what happened yeah yeah and i think for um you know it's normal for parents just to be concerned about kids and so they ask questions but certainly we've had so many people on our show we had an actor on who has been acting for 30 years so mm -hmm. um there's definitely different passions that you can bring to the field but i think your proof and point that you can take an art career and actually make it also you know one of the things you touched on was i teach in my book and uh don't be a zombie how to find a career you love is diversify your portfolio. So if you're good at a career, you know, they tell us of this in finance class to diversify, to have multiple streams of revenue. Why can't you do that with your career? And so that's right. exactly kind of what you're doing. You've got the art brain, you're passionate about it, but you're also taking what you want to do as an acting job and you're combining it into this painting job and you're diversifying your skills that way. And I love the story because you're, you're proof and point of that, of many people across America who make a living doing that. Yeah. I also wanted to add, um, my parents have been like amazingly supportive. They never questioned me once. And that is probably one of the, biggest things I'm grateful for because I know a lot of people that their parents would be like, what? Absolutely not. You're not doing that. And at first they were like, Oh, interesting. But then there, there was never any pushback in that sense. So I think my parents have been my, my greatest cheerleaders and I've really been appreciative of that. That's awesome because uh, a lot of them aren't that I've interviewed over the, the show's time. Right. So I appreciate you sharing that. I'm what very lucky in that sense. Yeah. What skills do you think it takes to be a successful painter? Yeah, I think uh, business acumen is definitely something that can't be overlooked. Um, networking, um, I, I would say doing it, making sure you actually paint instead of wanting to be a painter and painting here or there. You got to paint a lot, you know, keep on painting get that work pumping out consistently because you know, your process evolves, you evolve and your art changes. And a common thread between your art is very important too. So people know it's you. Um, but I would say, yeah, to be successful, of course you need to be good at business because you need money. I mean, bottom line, you need money to support yourself. And that's not the driving force behind why I make art, but I know some people it is. And um, it is a driving force for getting food. I know that. So that's part of it. 
yeah, you have to translate your passion in the marketplace. So I tell people all the time, you can't just quit your, your full-time career and go start painting stumps out in the middle of your yard. Right. You've got to be able to monetize your passion and you can definitely do it. What's some of the ways, you know, you mentioned earlier how people can get in touch with you and we're going to link to all your, your contacts at the bottom of the video, but what's some of the ways you market it? We actually had a question that come in from a student. How do you market your paintings or sell them or find interested buyers? Yeah. Um, at first, I just painted without having buyers or any interest from anyone. And I think that I just put it out on social media, on Instagram. And then through word of mouth, um, my family was the first ones to want pieces of art. And yeah, that's that's where it started from. And that's where it ended, too, because I'm still getting word of mouth and whatever. I do some ads on Facebook, but that's it. It's amazing how, you know, that's what I teach all the time is networking, but that's really what it's about. I mean, think about it. Your family's had some of your paintings. They see that. Maybe their friends and family say, hey, who, who made that painting for you? I like it. Maybe I want this done. And then it spreads. And so word of mouth is such a powerful piece of uh, marketing. Do you have a, a gallery or an online studio people can look at too? I do. Yeah. If you go to my website, there's a tab that says online gallery or portfolio. Um, and you can see a lot of my past work and then works for sale is on there as well. And I have my first show actually coming up at the end of March. Okay. Yeah. Is that, that live or virtual or? So there's going to be a virtual Zoom show and then also uh, an in-person show in Hudson Yards area. And that's on the west side of Manhattan for people who don't know what that is. You used to travel to New York a lot before the pandemic. Hudson Yards is an exploding area or was. Oh, yeah. It's so, so new. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And congratulations to you on your success. So if you don't mind sticking around and answering some of the questions that the students had that came in. Um, so the first question that comes in is actually on the acting side. It says, you know, I do want to be an actor. What city would you suggest living in? I don't really want to live in Manhattan or L.A. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, Atlanta is always a great choice as well. Um, I would say wherever you are, you can act. And whether that's regional theater or, uh, you know, local theater, um, short films, student films, you know, get on backstage, get on Actors Access, make some accounts on there and start applying for jobs, get a headshot, do all those things you know you should if you find all those answers on Google. But the real thing is, if you want to take it seriously at some point, you're probably going to end up in New York or LA. You don't have to start there. And I don't know the industry might change by the time someone sees this. But as of now, I've noticed that New York and LA is definitely um, the major casting spots. And there's huge castings that happen in Atlanta too. I mean, Stranger Things shoots there uh, and a lot of other shows shoot there too. So there's other hotspots and you just do your research to figure out where that is for you. And um, yeah, you just got to apply and find find casting. Boston even has, is a mini hotspot, too. There's a lot of filming happening there. But the thing is, they usually cast in New York and L.A. for the bigger roles. Yep. I'm in Atlanta. There's an Actors Guild. You're certainly right. There's a lot mm -hmm. of uh, actors that live in town. So that would might be another. And of course, I've got to promote my city, too. So Heck yeah, um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so the next question that comes in is said, you mentioned something about expressionalism art. Explain what that means. Yeah. So expressionism, uh, abstract expressionism is very, uh, I guess, you know, it's a hard question. Like, what is abstract art? Um, I would say it's for me. What that means is like 
your emotions inside and then putting that on a canvas visually you know abstract and putting your expression of who you are on the canvas abstractly um if you look over here uh you can see one of my other paintings above my bed um it's very abstract and and there's it's actually a guy lounging in a chair that's what it is but um yeah i don't know it's hard i, I took a philosophy class in college once it was called aesthetics and one of the questions was what is art and what is beauty and you know there is no answer i think the only answer is that it's all subjective and i think abstractive stuff that's just not concrete and like not realist not realism is how i would say it and i could be totally wrong but that's that's what i'm going with and that's what i'm going to stick with awesome yeah. no i th i appreciate the 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 help with that and then the next question that comes in is what is the biggest painting you have painted to date yeah wow um i actually am just working on it right now it's 80 inches by 60 inches um so it's very big like the one behind me is 30 inches by 30 inches so about you know a lot bigger than that um and that has taken me up to a month to complete and i'm not even done yet um it's daunting to start a big big piece because there's a lot of space and you just gotta take it day by day spot by spot yeah and then um the next question that i had that came in uh let me see if i can paraphrase this down a little bit um so do you use um water-based paint or silicone-based paint is there a different i don't even know i'm sorry yeah, no worries. Um, I use acrylics. So I love oil paints. Oil paints are my favorite thing to paint with, but there's a, a solution that you have to use. Um, I don't really remember why, because I did it in college, but it, you need a, a good vent system in order to paint with oil usually, and also takes forever to dry. Um, but with acrylics, you don't need that good of a vent system. Just keep the door open and you're going to be fine. It, you won't get it won't get to your head um but and the acrylics drive so much faster so you can get a lot of work out faster and transport it faster and finish it faster so as of now i'm an acrylics guy but i was an oil guy and i'll be back in oils um when i can afford a studio space with a vent fan gotcha next question yeah. comes in do you ship art across the united states yes i do and that is a headache but it's totally worth it um i would i love to ship art i love to see it in like faraway places i have a piece in san diego i have two pieces in san diego one piece in la um and that's the farthest i have my art actually right now uh, and i have one in canada too um but yeah those you know you got to create it you got to put in a crate and usually the people that buy the art also pay shipment if not you know you just take it out of what you're going to like have them pay in the first place. So sometimes it's a lot of money and uh, sometimes it will be more than the piece is actually worth, but uh, it's, it's a, it's worth it for sure. Gotcha. The last question that comes in, it says, I'm an artist myself. I go to a lot of the shows around the city and participate in them, but I have a hard time standing out amongst the competition. Is there any advice you would have at these particular art shows where I display my paintings? yeah i would say don't worry about the competition don't worry about anyone else other than you uh keep on painting and keep on doing your thing and keep on doing it you know success doesn't happen overnight um and i think if you think about it me versus the others it's going to be your downfall and it's going to distract you from the actual purpose and your actual reason for painting and if you keep on focusing on why you're doing it instead of what are they doing 
I think it'll be a lot more successful and also more fulfilling too. So I would say just keep on going. Don't, don't worry about what other people are doing. And then I would say market yourself better if that's what you have to work on, um, network better, get people's contacts, follow up with them monthly. Yeah. Control the controllables. Um, you can't control the competition. You're certainly right, but uh, make sure I would. I would just. I don't even know anything about it. But you bring enough paintings to the show for people to get a sample of your artwork. Make sure to drop jot down email addresses. Get people right. registered. Um, have them get on their phone right then and follow you. You know, tell yeah. simply giving them a business card. They're probably not going to do it later on. To be honest with you, when they come to that booth, make sure that you know you look at the phone with them. And say, hey, here's my Instagram or here's my LinkedIn. Let me go ahead and you know have you add it now. Yeah, and print then, out a QR code too. Those are perfect for those situations. Great yeah. idea, especially during the pandemic. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't you know, probably want to touch in their phone. So, <laughs> That's a good point. so yeah. yeah, just scan that QR code, but have all these tools ready and put a smile on your face at the booth. You know, a lot of these artists, I'll go to some of them around Atlanta and they act like, you know, you're you know, this, even before the pandemic, that you're a plague just walking into their booth, smile, engage in conversation, <laughs> talk, Yeah, you know, talk about your passion. You know, even if you're shy, a lot of times if we talk about our passion, that can have us get out of our comfort zone. Say, hey, I painted that. This is what colors I used, blah, blah, blah. And you have that human connection. You can, I think, be able to connect to people better. So uh, just True. some tips from my angle. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining the show. This has been really helpful. I think a lot of the audience has been engaged and they find it fascinating what you do, the artistic side. There's a lot of people out there that are thinking about going into this field and you've certainly encouraged them not to shy away from their dreams and continue down a pathway that they, they want to go to. So we appreciate it. We know you're very busy painting and doing all that good stuff. So uh, one more time, can you, can you give me your website again? We're going to put it in the comment section, but I do want you to mention it again. While you're yeah. On. First of all, thank you for having me. I love what you're doing here. It's really cool. I checked out a lot of your videos and uh, they're really interesting. So if you haven't, Go to his YouTube page, check it out. They're good videos. You learn a lot. Um, and I would say, yeah, my I have a website called animotis.art. And how you spell animotis is A-N-I-M-O-T-I-S. Um, that is a word I made up when I was around five years old. And I thought it sounded great. And I thought, that's abstract. It's, it's art. You know, why not make that a name for my abstract art? Um, so I, my Instagram is animotisart uh, without the dot. And then I have a Facebook page, Animotus Art, as well. Um, so, yeah, if you just search Animotus Art on Google, my, my website will come up. Just Michael, and I hate to keep you, but I missed this question that was in the chats. I apologize that I do want to get to it. It says, what types of art other than paintings on campus do you sell? Yeah, so that's a good point. Um, on my website, I sell uh, canvas prints. I sell T-shirts. I sell masks. I sell... Um, things like this, a phone case. Um, yeah, all my art is on merchandise. And I I think it's awesome. Sometimes I do great causes too. I wanted to mention this actually. Um, I do, uh, I guess, I don't really know what the word is for it. Not crowdfunding, but I, uh, so there's a web, there's um, a cause I care a lot about. It's um, rare diseases. I actually did a painting about that recently. And it's uh, their mascot is zebras. And I did a painting of a zebra. And I put it out there. And so I put it on a mask for, you know, staying healthy during Corona. 
And if people buy that mask, uh, I donate the proceeds to a foundation that's doing research for rare diseases. You know, there's 7,000 rare diseases out there. Half the people with rare diseases are children. Um, and the the gumption and and tenacity it must take to find out what's actually wrong with you, going to doctors and whatnot, it really inspires me. So I think taking care of causes like that through my art is really something I care about as well. There was one another one called... Uh, uh, really check it out. It was to do with the Boston bombing. Um, I did the same thing with them. I made a painting specifically for them. I uh, I made a face mask, sold it, donated all the proceeds to them. So I think if you're interested in, in giving back and getting cool stuff for giving back, you know, check out my Instagram because there'll be a lot more of that stuff coming. Awesome. Great causes. Great thing that you're doing. And uh, yes, uh, yesterday or Sunday was actually uh, rare disease day. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So to bring awareness to that. So Michael, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, look forward to staying in touch. And if you're out there and you want to go follow Michael and support him, all these links will be in the comment section. Thank you so much. Thanks, Zach.